Hey everyone, it's Selwa. Hi guys, it's Laiba. We are two college friends and your hosts on Couple of Buds Ready to Bloom. This podcast is where we have unfiltered conversations about our cultural and religious upbringings, how it has shaped us, and lessons we've learned along the way. Follow our Instagram at Couple of Buds Ready to Bloom for weekly updates and more information about how you can participate in our episodes. Hey guys, we got a spooky story time for today's episode. So as we're recording this, it's late at night. We both get scared easily, so Lab and I are probably not going to get them to sleep tonight. Also, don't forget that we're now streaming on all of our platforms, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Titan Radio. The link tree is posted in our Instagram bio at Couple of Buds, ready to bloom. A topic that we both have always found so fascinating and creepy is the idea of jinn in Islam. And we just want to preface this episode by saying we are not scholars by any means. So the information that we present in this episode is stuff that we have learned over the years through different sheikhs, imams, and Sunday school as well as our personal thoughts and opinions that we just have on this topic. Um, Also, for our listeners that are not Muslim out there, you might refer to the unseen as ghosts or ghouls. There are multiple movies out there that have to do with um, paranormal activity and um, ghosts and possession and stuff like that. So we as Muslims believe that God has made several other creations besides humans, and um, some of those include angels and jinn. We humans are made from clay, while the jinn are made from fire, and angels are made from light. So jinn live among us, and some are considered bad jinn. There are good jinn, just like there are good human beings and bad human beings. There are Muslim jinn and non-Muslim jinn, just like there are Muslim human beings and non-Muslim human beings. So basically, they have a whole separate community and lifestyle from us humans, yet they share the same planet. Um, and we are given very limited information about the jinn from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, as well as the hadiths from the Prophet, peace be upon him. So there is much more about them that we just do not have information about. But what we do know about, we can use um, to educate ourselves and to, I guess, you know, be more um, aware of this topic and aware of the other creations that basically live among us. Um, and so we have seen movies and different shows, you know, Paranormal Activity, The Exorcist, you know, there's so many different um, media out there concerning the idea of possession or ghosts or paranormal activity. Um, but there are also a lot of people that have come forward saying that they have experienced it themselves too in real life. Um, and there are many stories out there um that that people have told and they can get very creepy sometimes to the point where you know we start having nightmares and we can't sleep at night anymore so let me start off with a gin story that i actually have and i've um told this to many people and they've all been creeped out by it um because it's actually kind of i find it very fascinating um i don't really find it too scary i just find it really interesting um just being able to, you know, you hear about these things, you learn about jinn in Sunday school, whatever, and you're like, okay, they're another creation among us, whatever. But once you actually experience something like that, um, 
it's like wow okay yeah they they do live among us they are you know they're they're here they're a thing so basically i went to pakistan a while back this was when i was pretty young but i remember the story so clearly i think was this might be this might have been when i was when i went in fifth grade and um i can't really recall for certain because this was so long ago um but yeah i think it was when i went in, in fifth grade i was with my family um in pakistan and my aunt took her family and my family to this kind of recreational place where there was different sports you know there was gyms there was courts for tennis there was a swimming pool there was a track so basically just like this recreational center for anyone to work out hang out there was a cr- cricket area there was a playground for the kids so um a really big area a really big place um that they had a membership at so we go towards the um you know afternoon we spend some time there with my cousins i'm out playing with them whatever i'm exploring the place before maghrib time this is when the sun like has started setting you can tell maghrib is about to happen um me and my cousins were on the playground and i remember my older cousin she had her little um phone or ipod out and she was playing music um and we were just you know on the swings we were on the playground just playing around and as i'm talking about the story i'm i i can see it again in my memory um and it's maghrib time it starts getting dark and our parents call us back to the food court area there's a grassy area um outside of the um playground so basically there was the playground and right next to it was this cricket um area for people to practice cricket um in different lanes and then there was this grassy area with some tables and stuff and um kind of a food stand to get food or snacks so go back to the grassy area you know we're eating now it's completely dark and this is pakistan in the summer so it's kind of humid it's really hot it's not windy it's completely still outside even if there was a little bit of wind it would have been a very slight breeze on this playground we look back and the swings are swinging but there's no one absolutely no one on the playground okay so my lights are flickering so what well, i kid you not my lights just flickered um okay <laughs> um anyways no i hope not sometimes it flickers but um i think that probably has to do with electricity and not okay anyways we look back on the playground and again as i said the swings are swinging and you know like sometimes when a kid pushes a swing and it you know it, it's left swinging and it it kind of mm-hmm. stops after a while it slows down no there were two swings right next to each other the first swing yeah it could pass as like oh someone touched it or there was a breeze like it wasn't swinging that high you know the one next to it was swinging higher to the point and it wasn't none of them both of them weren't stopping they just kept swinging no one was on the playground it's nighttime you know in pakistan in in desi culture as well as i think a lot of different cultures 
everyone's like don't go outside during maghrib time like i'll get into this as well as to the reasoning why people say that but don't go outside during maghrib time don't go under trees like stay away stay inside um don't be out alone like stuff like that so yeah the swing is swinging slightly and the, the swing next to it is swinging much higher with the same momentum like it like defies the laws of physics in a sense like it's not stopping it's not slowing down um and i remember all of us were freaking out and my dad was like let me go stop the swings and see what happens and my aunt freaked out she was like screaming at him she was like don't go don't go like this is not a good idea just leave it be um and my dad was like okay okay fine like i won't i won't um but again like they just kept going and the cricketers that were there obviously they would you know people come to practice so they're there more than you know once like us and they're like this happens normally like this happens all the time um the swings just swing you know with no one near them no one on them what gets me is that okay yeah maybe this could pass to someone someone doesn't have to believe this this could pass as like a wind situation um obviously people weren't here to see it but obviously it's really hard to believe in things you can't see right so if i were to tell this story to someone they'd be like okay yeah whatever here's what gets me we obviously came back home we didn't go back to that same place because we just didn't have the time to whatever um my other uncle went with my aunt and her family there to the same place and the same thing happened to them where after mm-hmm. a little bit of time at nighttime those swings were just swinging with no explanation no one near them one was just swinging high one was swinging lower um so you cannot blame it on the weather but there you know there could be gin kids like just swinging on the swings so so scary that's my first gin story um that's the only gin story alhamdulillah you know i don't this is not something that i'm like actively searching for is like gin encounters no mm. um alhamdulillah this is like the only gin encounter i've had and it's not even that scary um but uh yeah um that was crazy it was definitely an interesting kind of situation i never really expected that to happen but obviously it's an interesting story that i love to tell whenever i can wow <laughs> that's, that's so crazy cuz it was like right in front of you usually yeah. um, like at least for me like i've never had like a first hand encounter or like seen anything like that it, i mostly heard like stories from um from sheikhs like religious um scholars and you know like what they've experienced or what they've seen or heard from other people relatives so that's yeah. crazy how do you feel like it's like i i couldn't tell you well i mean the lights that just flickered that scared the poop out of me but um i yeah i just I don't know what to tell you Sola. I I mean, it's there's no explanation for it. Like it just happened, you know, like 
I can't make this up if it happened twice. And if people that were there say this happens often, you know, um, there are definitely other places that are haunted or um, jinns have kind of taken over. And if you kind of disturb their place, they start messing with you because they don't want their their place disturbed. Um, so um, there, yeah. So they don't want they don't want their peace disturbed. That's why we're advised as Muslims to kind of leave them alone, and um, not get into their business or whatever because you know you don't want it to backfire on you. It's so crazy how especially like with that firsthand experience it's right in front of your eyes like it's so clear right there that they're real and like we know that they're real but you know like you just go through life you know minding your own business or like you know just focusing on yourself and you know the people around you that we don't really think about the gym that much and like how they're living their lives and like what they can do that affects us as people you know so it's so crazy to like have that like reminder that they're there and exist I find that super crazy and I honestly would have been super freaked out if I was there oh no girl as a young kid I was someone I still am someone that gets really creeped out really fast um Mm -hmm. So I can't watch a single horror movie. So seeing that obviously like scared me, scared the wit out of me. Like I was just glad I was surrounded by people, but I had the chills, you know, like sometimes when I tell this story, I still get the chills because it just, it's such an uncommon experience. Like you're not gonna, you know, go around your daily life and just experience stuff like this normally. So to see it like firsthand, well, obviously I couldn't see them. But to see swings swinging by themselves, like you're not like if I if I were to tell this to someone, there's so many people that I don't think I've told this story that they don't believe it. But um, you as they say, you gotta see it to believe it. Like, it really was one of those situations. You break that, I would have freaked out. And imagine being alone and experiencing something like that. Your friends at Titan Radio would like to remind you that all Black Lives Matter. The fight to end racism and instill equity at CSUF and across America is nowhere near complete. Please do everything you can to help fight racism in your communities. I, a lot of people, as you mentioned before, that they don't really get this experience firsthand um, because Jin like to, you know, mind their own business and... Um, usually usually jinn won't come and irritate you unless you irritate them or that you're in their space somehow so i think this is what happened with my uncle this is a secondhand story so obviously i don't know full detail but uh, basically what happened with my uncle and his family and my grandparents who used to live with him at the time they moved into a new apartment and in this apartment you know i guess maybe there were jinns that were living there Um, And they either were disturbed or they, you know, maybe they were non-Muslim jinn that didn't really agree. I don't know. Only God knows. But basically, my um, uncle and his family in the middle of the night, sometimes 
you know, my little baby cousin, um, and, and, you know, my cousins were really young at that time. They would wake up on the dining table or underneath the dining table, something like that, um, somewhere where they're not supposed to be. And sometimes, um, you know, people in the house would wake up without their trousers or pants on, like their pants got pulled off in the middle of their sleep. Um, you know, but what's really funny is my grandma was never touched. Like nothing ever happened to her. Maybe it's because she's like, she's really religious, you know. She spends a lot of her time in ibadat or worship. Um, and I'm sure she reads all of her ayatul kursi and everything before she goes to sleep. So that's what's really funny is my grandma never got touched. She didn't really experience anything in that house. But it was everyone else that had, you know, pants were pulled down. My cousin is found sleeping underneath the dining table or like on top of the dining table, something like that. Um, you know, where he wouldn't be able to move himself there, you know. Um, so that's when they knew things were creepy, things were not right. It was time for them to move out. So they moved into a different apartment from there because, again, it is advised as well from what I've heard um, that if if you are disturbing the jinn or, or you are, you know, being irritated by the jinn, just move. You, you should move from that place. There is that one hotel, the haunted hotel with the Marilyn Monroe stuff, right? Well, I don't hotel, know. Hotel, hotels, I forget the name of the hotel. Basically, it's the haunted hotel. And um, again, it's an abandoned place. It's dark in there all times. Perfect place for Jen to be living in without being disturbed. Obviously, without, you know, you'll have trespassers and stuff that think it's funny to, and fun to explore haunted places like these. But again, why do people possibly experience paranormal activity when they go to abandoned places? It's because you're disturbing the jinn's space. Like, literally, that's where they, they like to be in dark places away from human beings. Like, we, we live in separate societies, set separate lifestyles, so they don't want to be with us normally. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, yeah, so. That makes sense. And oh, that's so scary. Like, imagine, like, they're moving you around. Oh, my God. Just, like, not yeah. in control. And, like, of course, like, we also know that, like, gins can possess humans and, like, make them do whatever they want and um we're like even like I know you mentioned this earlier where one woman was possessed and she was speaking Latin and she didn't even know Latin it's like they can make you do things that yes you wouldn't have think wouldn't have thought were possible and it's just so creepy yeah that one's um I believe her name was Emily Rose this is the movie that they made based off of the true story of Emily Rose, where she basically was possessed and she started speaking Latin out of nowhere. She did not know Latin at all. And then all of a sudden she's speaking Latin, um, probably because the jinn, you know, knew Latin or whatever. That's That was the language, human language that they learned. Um, and Yasser Qadi in a video on YouTube, it's a very good video, um, basically gave that example of Emily Rose and he said, look, jinn, we don't learn the language of the jinn, that we don't communicate with them through their knowledge. They learn our languages. They learn our, you know, lifestyle. They learn our stuff. Um, 
So I think that's a very interesting point too, is that, you know, Jin learn our, um, our languages and stuff and our, and our information and knowledge. And I'm pretty sure Jin live way longer than we do as well. Probably. It's possible. I have not, why, why would they learn our stuff? I find that really interesting. I don't, I think, I how they yes. communicate with each other. They definitely have the video that I watched for it with from Yasser Qadi. Again, it's a very good video. Um, I will find the, the title of the YouTube video and say it in a minute. But basically, he said that Jin, there's different ethnicities and, you know, tribes or groups of Jin. Like, they do differentiate themselves among themselves as well. Um, they have their own lifestyle, their own knowledge, I guess um but uh it's called on youtube it's called different gen types yasser qadi um animated so it basically gives a rundown of the different types of jinn that there are what we know what is folklore what is not folklore in islam um what is confirmed what is not confirmed and what is again up to god like god only god knows this information we we can't confirm or deny it um, so, yeah, the fact that they, yeah, I, it's just the whole, it's crazy. It's interesting. It's crazy. Um, yeah, hearing that they have different abilities, like, um, they can shape shift and like show up in different animal forms and even like human forms too. I know humans animals can do that. Animals yeah. can show up in, in human forms as well, um, which I find super cool, but also super crazy because, like, you don't know, um, like, walking down a street. Know, it's so crazy. Yeah, like, I remember, um, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, the movie about Prophet Muhammad. Like, you know that animated, that one animated movie? Well, I, no, I don't think I've it. watched it. Um, but yeah, anyway, there's a movie about, um, uh, like, I know, like, at least, like, all, like, my family, like, we've watched it, and, like, I know a lot of people um, who have seen it. It's basically, like, a nice animated film about the Prophet, like, how Prophet Muhammad, like, you know, got the message of Islam, and how, like, he spread it, and, you know, like, the trials and tribulations that came along with being a messenger of God. And, um, and it's interesting because the tribe that the prophet came from, called Quraysh, they were full of, like, wealthy, noble people who wanted to stop Islam and stop the prophet from spreading the message, like, at any cost. And, um, and they were, and the leaders had a meeting where they were discussing what to do with the prophet. Like, how do we get rid of him? How do we, how do we stop the the spread of islam because a lot of people were converting and a lot of them were becoming muslim and there in this like actually happened and they showed it in the movie where there was this man he walked up to them in their meeting and he said he's like you should kill him like because none of them were saying oh we should kill him but that man he walked up to them 
just random man. He said, you should kill him. And he explained, he gave them like a plan of like how to get it done and like what to do specifically. And then he walked away. And like in the movie, they're like, like, who who was that? Like, who was that? And then it turns out it was Shapon. But he literally came in like a human form so that he could tell them that. And why am I getting yeah. chills from that? Yeah. That's, yeah, and Shaytan is like Satan. He's like the devil, like the top um jinn. Basically, so Shaytan used to be known as Iblis, who was a really pious jinn before. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told all the angels and and, and everyone to to bow down to Adam um, Iblis refused and mm-hmm. he said I'm not going to he said I'm made from fire you know he's made from clay like you know what what authority does he have over me or what something along those lines basically turned into an enemy for all Muslims and promised to stray as many Muslims as he can from the right path so mm-hmm. shaitan or Satan, that that's um, it, he's a jinn. Mm-hmm. He's a jinn. Yeah, and we have like so many other stories too. Um, of like, I I forgot which prophet it was, but one of the other prophets, um, where like angels came to him as like in human form and like as guests and stuff, where um. Like, so we know that they can shapeshift and, like, you know, like, talk to people and interact with them um, in, like, a human form. And then I know Lila even mentioned that jinn can also um, take animal forms. They can. So um, there is either a hadith or a verse somewhere says something about the lines of jinn taking in the form of snakes and dogs, which basically gave us the information that jinn can come in form in the in the form of an animal. Um, I know there's a big uh, common thing about black cats as well. Um, we're not Selwa and I aren't really sure. We haven't been able to confirm whether this is more of a superstitious thing or if this is an actual um, something that roots from like a hadith or a verse in the Quran um, to um, beware of black cats or not but basically yeah jinn can come in the form of animals they can fall in love with human beings um Mm -hmm. they can possess human beings um so yeah basically just like (laughs) like like it's it's crazy like how involved they can get in our lives but we we kind of are kind of shut out from that that separate world yeah, it, it's crazy, like, how different we are. Um, and, of course, they don't, not all snakes or all dogs are a type of gin, you know, or black cats. It's just that some of them maybe, or, like, that's just a form that they can take, not meaning that all those animals are a gin. Just clarify. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I, okay, I don't know. If I, like, somehow made this up, but, like, I have it in my head that they can, like, go through walls 
Or did I'm I just sure. make that up right now? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, sure about that either. That. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Something that we could research later. Um, but yeah, gen are definitely an interesting topic. And I know for me, I love learning about them and like learning this type of stuff, but I have to like think of them like in a separate space than humans because like once I like once it like hits me they're like oh yeah they're like living among us or like they exist in the same timeline that we do now like they're here right now like it gets creepy I'm just like oh I don't know if I want to like step in that dark corner (laughs) or like let me avoid this um avoid going to the bathroom right now or you know things like that um but I mean that's just because I get scared easily I just remembered seeing um this too where they say don't cry in the bathroom because the gins will try to comfort you by hugging you so that's why there's also the thing that like you shouldn't stare what happened Oh, no, I was saying too late. Like, I already did oh. that. Oh, yeah, no, no, girl. I've been there too many times. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, m- there's also, um, you know, a hadith or something along the lines of, like, don't go out during Maghrib time or sunset mm-hmm. time. Um, because, and I, I asked my Quran teacher, I was like, you know, my mom doesn't let me go out during Maghrib time. I love taking pictures with the sunset, you know. Um but she's like, no, don't go. And so basically, the reasoning he gave behind it is because our daylight is their nighttime and our nighttime is their daylight. Something along the lines of like when our sun is setting, that's when they're getting up um, and that's when they're most active and they're traveling the most, rushing from because you don't know how many billions of jinns there could be out there. Like, we don't know. Only Alamia knows or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how many of that creation there are um but there are a lot you know so they are you know rushing traveling Mm -hmm. during that time that's why you shouldn't go outside because you might get in the way of one of them or something that's why you shouldn't go outside is because of the idea that they're traveling during that time getting in the way of them they basically was like if you say you know i took or see three times and say your full four goals before you go outside, you're protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, but if you can avoid it, avoid it. But if you can't avoid it, you're out or whatever, for whatever reason, you know, just say I do or see. That's the best you can do, you know, um, and go about your day. Yeah, because if you don't have to be outside, might not want to be. Um, because if you could avoid being in the company of like that many gin, you might want to. <laughs> like you don't know what their intentions could be or like what could happen. That's exactly what I was about to say is you don't know their intentions. They might come off as a good gin, but in reality they are a bad gin, you know, it's cause we, they're not like, uh, uh, we can't, you know, with humans, we can see, we can psychologically analyze people and find out what their, you know, attentions or ulterior motives are. You can't do that with a djinn. Um, so that that's why. You can't even see them. So it's like, you're just at a disadvantage. Oh, <laughs> like 100%. all around. Just go home. All around. Just don't, don't even try. 
The only way we can beat the coronavirus pandemic is together. Be sure to wear a face covering and social distance whenever you go out. Stay safe, Titans. Oh, yeah. So, I haven't had, like, any gin experiences, but, like, like I said, I love learning about them. So, like, I would research and, like, watch YouTube videos. Oh, my gosh. About, um, I remember I saw this one YouTube video about, um, I think it was, like, a TV program where a chef answers questions that, like, from people who are calling in. And like, you know, it's like a studio setting, there's an audience and like people are calling in and like asking for his advice on something, asking him a question and he would answer it there. Which actually, I think it's a pretty cool concept. Uh, and then there was this one lady, she, I don't remember her question, but she was calling him and she was calling in and then she was like, fine. And then like suddenly like, she started like acting really weird like over the phone and then and then like we don't hear like the lady's voice anymore and then the sheikh he he like figures out that there's like she's possessed by jinn and he was saying he was like who are you like who are you who are you like what's your name and like oh my god like what are you doing and um and he kept like reciting um and like I know to like de like possess someone or like perform like an exorcism like I know they like recite some like Quran and like do some other stuff there's a certain process process. yeah yeah there's like something specific but um because the jinn that possess people they're not good jinn and they don't like anything that has to do with um like the recitation of the Quran or like anything, you know, like Islamic. Like we even have a specific dua that you can say to like seek refuge like from jinn and like from like evil um, things that can come your way. And like, they'll like run away like when they hear that. Um, so this shaykh, he's like reciting the Quran and he's saying like, get out of her, get out of her. And then, like, we can hear, you know, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so intense. <laughs> when, a, when, you, when a phone call takes a big turn, like. <laughs> and, and, um, and then we just hear, like, we can hear his voice. Like, I mean, he's, he's, like, in the lady. So it's, like, the lady's voice kind of, but it's, like, deeper. And, like, he's just, like say random stuff and then he eventually gets out he leaves her body and then we hear the lady at the end and she's talking she's like oh my gosh like thank you thank you and then like you know they just like wrap stuff up and he talks to her about it but I was just like wow and there was another video that I saw I've okay I've watched this video more than once (laughs) where um I told you about it where there's a man who's possessed and he goes to, um, I think it was Friday prayer. And like, you know, there's long rows of like people praying and he's like almost near the front. And then, um, so like I said before, like when Jin, like when they hear the bad Jin, like 
when they hear um like Quran or like anything that has to do with Islam they like cringe away from it like they don't want to be near that and it like hurts them um so that man who was possessed he came to the mosque and like and I feel like in his like heart like he knew like he wanted to like do something about this gym and mm-hmm. like he was like you know trying to do like effort to like get it out or something so like he went to prayer and um and like as he's praying and the the imam is like reciting quran you can see him it's like on camera um like, trembling on, like, yeah he's like trembling and he's like writhing like around and he's like screaming and like shaking and it's so crazy it's so crazy because like everyone everyone around him is like just like doing the same motion and like he's the only one that's like shaking and like moving around like all crazy discomforted i think is a good word to describe it Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah discomforted um and yeah, this video this I remember really, went. Wow. Yeah, I remember this video went viral, and a lot of people mm-hmm. saw it, and everybody was like in awe. I mean, mm-hmm. having that recorded at a Juma prayer—that's like very, like again, creepy. Like, oh my god! Imagine being at Juma prayer, and the guy in front of you is just going berserk, yeah. like. I would be scared. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it also goes to show that, like, you really don't know what's going on in people's lives. No, you don't. You could have an average person walking past you and you don't know if they're, you know, going through, Mm -hmm. if they're possessed or if they are a jinn in in human form. Like, you don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had a situation, and I've told you this so well before, too, I'm not really sure if I don't believe this is a jinn situation. I, from what I've talked to with my Quran teacher, he doesn't believe it's a jinn situation either. Um, but something that happened after my uncle passed away, which was to me a little creepy, and it gave me the chills in the middle of the night. Basically, when my uncle passed away a couple months ago, I was staying over at my aunt's house um, just to be there in support and in company and in mourning and in grief with everyone um and so I was there the day before the funeral and I'm sleeping in my my uh, cousin's bunk bed and my little cousin is sleeping on the bunk above and he's very restless he's not you know he's taking he's turning over every couple seconds um he finally goes to sleep I couldn't sleep that night. Obviously, it was just a situation where I couldn't get myself to sleep. I was really trying hard. I was like, I should probably sleep. I have to wake up early tomorrow for the funeral. Like, I, sh- I, sh- I need to sleep, but I just couldn't. My mind was, everybody was just going through it. I didn't sleep. Basically, in the middle of the night, I was in the in the state where I'm not, I'm conscious. I'm not fully asleep. But I'm not fully awake, like I'm half asleep. And I'm on the verge of like really falling into sleep when my, my cousin on the top bunk kind of um, switches sides um, and he kind of wrestles. And I, I can't really 
say for certain what happened because again I I was half asleep but I felt you know sometimes in my in the morning when my mom used to wake me up for school she would come sit on my bed and you feel the bed kind of go down you know with her weight you can feel someone is sitting next to you that's literally I was facing the wall um in the bunk bed underneath um and I I it literally felt like someone came and sat next to me on the mattress like the mattress kind of dipped down low um and um again I don't know like if this if because I I was conscious I remember but I don't know if this was because my my little cousin was shifting in the bunk above that maybe but it really did feel like someone came and sat next to me on the bunk and I got so scared I was like oh hell no and I like was Mm -hmm. reciting I thought I literally took my blanket and I bundled myself up tightly I was reading Ayatokursi again and over and over and over. I did not turn around for the life of me. I was like, I do not want to see anything. Um, I didn't turn around. I closed my eyes shut real tight. Um, and I, I tried to go to sleep. I didn't move. I stopped moving. I was like, I must stay still. My like flight or fight response like kicked in. And it was just one of those weird, I mean, the situation in and of itself was so weird and surreal but then like in the middle of the night like feeling someone like sit next to you like the weight of the mattress go down like i um <laughs> like i didn't know what to say or do like i still can't tell you so well like what happened that night wow i feel like scary is such an understatement that wow because there was no no one awake no one was awake this was like in the middle of the night not even fudger time um you know my my cousin was asleep on the floor my other cousin was asleep on her bed I was sleeping on my cousin's bed and then my little little cousin was sleeping on his upper bunk bed so yeah he was so restless throughout the night that I you know I couldn't fall asleep plus I just Mm -hmm. there's too much going on in my mind I couldn't fall asleep so the fact that, you, you know, I was conscious, I remember. So I don't know. It was really scary. So scary. Um, I don't know if maybe it has something to do. Again, we're not scholars. But I don't know if yeah. this has something to do with the fact that um, we believe that when someone passes away, um, before they are buried, but when they have passed away, their soul, you know, obviously, is, is um, soul comes out of the body. But that body, or sorry, that soul is kind of stuck in um, Burzuk, um until you are buried and then you are raised again by the, the angels of death questioned and then you, your soul is taken. So I don't know if it was something to do with, with that, um, but definitely there was a different, maybe it's just because of what happened. It was so like, unbelie- you know, it's, it's hard to process stuff like this. But there was definitely a different feeling in the air. I remember those c- couple of days just didn't feel right, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that whole bed situation, I woke up the next day and told everyone um, because my dad also had, you know, a dream of, of my uncle after he passed away. My mom had stuff happen to her as well that were kind of, you know, out of the ordinary. So we, I was like, look, listen, this is what happened to me. And everybody was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it could be, what what 
something that happened, but it is what it is. Wow. You've had so many, so many supernatural experiences. And this isn't even, I. this is like only a couple things that have happened to me. My parents and my relatives have had so much worse happen. They, I remember my parents told me they went to like an older part of Pakistan and they literally saw like something like a black shadow crawl out of a wall and then crawl back in like stuff like that i am so glad stuff like that hasn't happened to me and i wouldn't i wouldn't survive it i've had um my mom told me about the time there was people they were out or something and you know um someone started calling they started saying baji baji which means like i guess like you know sister woman or whatever like it's like it's like a, a label um and they're like who is it who is it like they, there was no one there so they started running um so stuff like this has happened with my family a lot more um and maybe it's just like you know pakistan being i don't know pakistan i don't know but they've had so many more like scary experiences there um and i dang i'm just glad i haven't had too many but um again it's it's one of those things where it when it happens to you it's hard not to believe in it you know mm-hmm. that makes me so paranoid i know i was like i better not see any black shadows crawling out in the middle of the night towards me hell no 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 Mm-mm. I will gladly, gladly live in peace. Never I'll pass. seeing a single gen or having any experience. You're okay with just believing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to experience it. I don't need to see it. I believe it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it just, I guess. Again, it is what it is. So, not all jinn are bad or, like, shady. There's, like, all different types. There's some jinn that are Muslim as well, actually. And um, there are reports um, about, like, dating back to the time of Prophet Muhammad, where when he would be um, giving a sermon um, and, like, you know, teaching Islamic knowledge, Muslim jinn would be gathered around and, um, you know, listening alongside, you know, his, the prophet's companions. And, and I think I heard something about how um, they would have their own, like the Muslim jinns would have like, you know, their own communities and like do their own and like do their own worship. And, um, and, you know, it's not that all jinn are bad or scary it's just they're just different and you know they all have different like I know Labby mentioned earlier that there's different ethnicities there are different types and they all have different intentions so there is a lot that we again as I mentioned before at the beginning of this episode there's a lot of information that we haven't been given about jinn and you know sometimes I'm sure Selva you also have like questions or you wonder like how can they travel so fast? What What is it about them that we can't see? Um, 
you know, like they're made of fire. So like, I know they, I know it says something about along the lines of like, I've heard this too. Like if you feel heat or something, like it could be a gin. Like, I don't know. Really? Um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Again, by all means, I'm not a scholar. These are just things that I've heard from other people. Um, But how, you know, how, what do they eat? What do they drink? Like what, what, how are their lives shaped? Do they have like economies and like stuff like us? Or are they more primitive? Like, are they more yeah. primitive or not? Like, how do they talk to each other? Oh, well, like, yeah, what's the language? Falls in love with the human? Do they like reveal themselves or something? Like, what do they do after that? <laughs> I've had and I've heard a story where like a djinn fell in love with a human and they basically took her into like the djinn community and they didn't return her (laughs) oh my god that's a big no yeah so there's a lot of things that i just like question and wonder like we're given Mm. such limited information but like it's so i think there's like the the kind of we want to learn more about the unseen you know we want to explore it we want to know everything we can but i mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically was like, here's a little sprinkle of information. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, like, he knows what's best for us. um, Exactly. And honestly, yes, it's interesting to, like, learn about jinn and, like, and the unseen and, you know, like, things we don't see or, like, really have that much knowledge about. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because you know, we're just here to, like, worship God and focus on our five pillars and, you know, make sure that we get enough good deeds to go to paradise. Like, we could go our whole lives without concerning ourselves, you know, unless, like, legit and things like yeah, that. Yeah, unless we had... I'd say maybe that's why, like, Allah doesn't give us, like, a whole textbook information, you know, of, like, jinn. There's just <laughs> mentions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here and there. I feel like he wants us to know that, like, yeah, they exist and, like, you know, here's, like, how you protect yourself or, like, here's what they can do. Here's, like, the good ones. Here's the bad ones. You know, things like that. Like, the basics. But it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, a fun story. You know, like, it doesn't really... Well, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it could affect people. But it only really concerns you if it affects you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't really have to get involved in it unless you've had a situation where you need to get involved in it. And you mm-hmm. need to have, like, an imam or a sheikh interve- intervene and, you know, yeah. recite something for a certain situation or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's not, you know, leave them be, let them live their lives, let them be in their communities. We'll stay in our community, worry about ourselves in our worship. If they irritate us we move away from that situation don't try to mingle with it um mm-hmm. you know, there are very powerful jinn out there um as yasser Qadi mentioned so you don't mm-hmm. know the extent to which you're dealing with the jinn so don't even bother just move yeah. from the situation <laughs> yeah don't try to like communicate nothing just do yourself a favor leave them alone and live your life 
Yes, ma'am. So to wrap up this episode, I hope you guys are having a blessed Ramadan. We have now hit week one. We're getting there. So thank you guys so much for listening. Keep us in your prayers and your dots this Ramadan. Let's make sure to finish strong and make the most of this month. Make sure you guys follow us and stream our episodes on all of our platforms through the link tree in our Instagram bio, which is at couple of buds ready to bloom. Bye guys.